right, so we are the Smoking Jays. We're here to discuss relationships, marriage, and parenthood. Parenthood. A podcast about three guys, three chapters, three attitudes. Attitudes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, and welcome to a very very special episode of the Smokin' Jays. I feel like every time we have a very special episode, um, it's special, but I feel like this one's pretty special. Um, I'm going to go directly to my right. Um, I am joined by the one, the only, the dad bot aficionado, Mr. Johnny G. Sir, good evening. Good evening, all. Now, I, I also wish I could rearrange the windows because yet again, we have another Taylor ham sandwich. Miss Taylor, welcome <laughs> back. Thank you. Happy to be back. Happy to be part of the, the sandwich. The shit show. Yeah, the um, shit show sandwich. That's what we're going to call it. And, and the funny thing is, is this, this evening, this day, this episode, we're actually joined by a fourth voice. Now, some of you might, if you're old enough, you might remember his voice. But he's been MIA for a long time because, quite frankly, we feel like he just he just said, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." Um, oh, you're, you're so dramatic, dude. You qualify as a special guest yet? You are so dramatic. I mean, he's he's almost about to qualify as guest host or like you know special guest status because he's you know kind of forgot about us. But Never yes, Mister Two Months Old at home. Yeah. Oh God! See, there's the excuse coming back again. Johnny Bones, welcome back into the house. Well, How that, have that you was, been? That sir? was some intro, bro. Thanks, thanks for the warm welcome, Jared. No, <laughs> Fill honestly, us in, buddy. <laughs> Fill us in. Yeah, What's been it, up? It is great to be back, <clears throat> Jared. Johnny, it's always great to see your handsome faces. Taylor, I'm very excited to finally get a chance to collab with you on an episode. Yes, me too. For those listeners who don't know, Taylor does have the number one show right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. That's views from up here. Big things happening at Views from Up Here, found exclusively right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Why gotta um, steal my shit? Why oh, gotta steal my shit? I can't plug the network a little bit. Bro. That's been my shit in your absence. I, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll try to get out of the uh, the, the host role, you know, because this is your show now, bro. No, no, it's our show because no. there is no show without all of us. That's right. You, you guys need a tape measure. Days. It's not the smoking J, it's the smoking J's. J's plural, because there's multiple. Mm. Right. <clears throat> so fill you in. Um, so I had a baby, as we all know. Yeah, we two, knew that one. Two months old now. Um, but just honestly, between that, work during the week, gigging on the weekends, and then surviving gigging, gigging. a hurricane, tropical storm, uh, tornado flood last <laughs> week. And then having my entire warehouse at work get flooded. And then still that happens. And two days later, I'm gigging in, in New York. I'm gigging in Philadelphia. I'm traveling all over the place. One thing after another. Oh, I got a flat tire this week, too, because why not? Right. Let's just fucking Jesus Christ. throw more wood that's on fair. the fire. But it rains so and pours, huh? Yeah, pretty much. So I've been driving my no, wife's car this week. My, my car yeah. is sitting in my driveway. Finally got a donut put on it <laughs> when it rains. It oh, man. <laughs> too Plus, soon. Boston cream or jelly, though? Wow. But uh, yeah, so that, that's been it. It has bothered me, of course, that I wasn't able to meet up with you guys the past few times. You know, we had a special birthday episode set up for next uh, for last Wednesday. 
for those of you that, that don't know, listeners, uh, it was my birthday. I turned uh, 22, my, 20, <laughs> my 22nd birthday. Um, but, that would make uh, you, what, the youngest host on the Fourth World Pop host, Network? I think what? so. Mm. <clears throat> but unfortunately, that same night, you know, was when we had the big hurricane tornado flood. Yeah, we Lucky that, there wasn't that Johnny, an earthquake. That Johnny had no idea about and uh, was just bitching about McDonald's and Taco Bell. I but, swear to that's, God. That's but, why when Jared just asked you what kind of donuts on your car, is like, please don't get him started on right. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah, man. I apologize again to anybody else who uh, who is like upside down in that thing. And all I cared about was my Taco Bell. But, I mean, I knew it was bad, but I didn't even think it was that I mean, it was, it was something to be outraged right? by. You weren't be, wrong. Yeah. I didn't think but it was going worse. to be that bad of a storm. Well, yeah, it makes it worse. It's when worse when Taco Bell doesn't have tacos. Yeah, soft tacos. Appreciate that. Right? Give it this they any other time. Soft tacos soft. are the only ones that matter. Hard That's tacos are shit. This is true. Now think about this for a second. Right? You you get hard tacos, right? And then you fucking by the time yeah, but yeah, but the, by the time you get home. They're fucking soft tacos anyways. Anyway. And then you go to pull them out of the bag and they drop out of the bottom and they're, they're worse than soft tacos. There are no tacos. It's a fucking bottomless taco, which or, doesn't even make it a taco. I'll it makes it like a bowl. For this one. Or this if, yeah, my you, if you eat you it fresh, it. you take one bite and the whole entire taco cracks so, and breaks. And then funny. That's why taco. That's why you like, need the that's why you need the fucking whatever one is with the with the tortilla, the soft tortilla underneath the taco. Right. No, a what burrito, you do is, if you will, or no, the cheesy it, is it, it a cheesy gordita crunch? Which one is you that? Purchase cheesy gordita crunch. Yes. Yeah. yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Jad. Are, are you trying to host this? I mean, the, was, naked, uh, the naked chicken chalupa is way better. I don't. Care I don't know. The, the Dorito taco is pretty banging too. That, that's pretty uh, good. Not nice, but again, hard shell. This this show, the train just started to pull out of the station. <laughs> And it was just like, it was like, eh, <laughs> right on the side. So Great somebody job, didn't load well, the train I'll, properly. That was my fault. But here, I'm going to put us back on the track. Food for me is partly a love language. And this is the conversation that Bones missed a couple of days ago. So let's yes. talk about it. And I would love to talk about that. You guys brought up some great points. Um, I am familiar with the love languages. I, I know that mine is words of affirmation. That's my number one. Now you know, I don't. I'm. I've always that, been that guy. Go is that how you give or give uh, your love receive. or receive? Okay. That's how I receive. Jared's gonna make a face yeah. every time I ask that question because giving yeah. and receiving is just trigger words for him. <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> um, okay, so words of affirmation—that's what you need mm-hmm. to get. That's, so that's how, what I need. So how do you express your love for your for your lady? Um. In terms rundown, of the five love languages, yeah, let's run not down off what of the that. five were again, because I forget what I don't want to word it incorrectly. What were the five? So we Jared, do you have your cheat sheet up, or shall I? <clears throat> no, no, he's going to take I, too long. Just let the professional do it. <laughs> Words of affirmation, mm-hmm. quality time, mm-hmm. acts of service, physical touch, and ow, ow. shit. Why am I drawing a blank on the fifth one? Oh God! Oh, revoke my oh, card as motherhood. Not okay. <laughs> no, no, no. You had access, access, service. I said access, service, physical right. touch, words of affirmation, mm-hmm. quality time. And what was the other one? Why am I drawing a blank on the other one? 
we, we're gonna have to cut some of this out because we look like schlubs right nope. now <laughs> nope. words of affirmation that's Physical what i said touch, receiving gifts quality time receiving gifts. and access gifts. service okay and that's gifts was. wasn't one of mine so it kind of makes sense it's, why it escaped me right so how do i give um i would have to say acts of service would be my number one and uh and gifts giving gifts or receiving however it's word i forget okay. the gift giving um i buy flowers all the time hmm. J- just i don't need a reason to i'll just buy them uh for my wife I do, I do know she likes the flowers so i try to keep it you know keep it real um quick question does it get played out what the if, flowers yeah like if you were giving flowers all the time like emily loves flowers all the time mm-hmm. but like does it ever get played out? Like I, for me, if so I'm buying a flowers, I kind of feel like, man, you know, wore this t-shirt already. It depends. Like if you keep going to the same place to get the flowers and that you see the same bouquets every time, that's mm-hmm. definitely how, if, if you could figure out ways to f- go to different places to buy the flowers and you, you keep it different, like you change it up a bit. Follow up <clears throat> like, question. Yes. Do you buy them with a new vase every time? Or vase or I box. Don't. Or I don't. It's a vase. It's a I fucking vase. Actually, I used to say I used to say vase when I was a kid. What? Now I say vase. You say vase? I used to say vase. I'm gonna where, go with you today. I grew up saying vase. I live right now. Yeah, it's vase. I said vase. I don't, I don't know. Even somehow, want to go into other somewhere words. I got in there and and it changed the vase somewhere along the line. I'm very upset by this. Do you but say I'll tomato too? Like no, what I do the not. fuck? Okay, thank it's you. A it's a tomato. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, wait, so my follow-up question was because Bones and Johnny G, you both said that you like flowers are a thing that you do for your ladies. Do you know what kind they prefer? Because I have a favorite flower. I'll take anything, but I have I a do. favorite one. Okay. I'm just curious. What is it? J- just colorful flowers. You know, yeah. not, not roses all the time. I think it depends Once on. Once in a while, I'll pop them in. Depends mm-hmm. on the occasion and the season. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Emily loves yellow roses. Don't know what, why. I can't remember what the reason is, but I don't know if it's because they're rare or what. Um, maybe it means something in some kind of foreign yeah. love language. Yeah, yellow roses means friendship. Yeah, no. that's. A, she, I think I she just no, really it's, isn't it. I thought it was mourning. <clears throat> I always thought I it was know. friendship. Excuse me. I, I find like- the whole color of the roses means different bullshit such bullshit to me we could tell like, who doesn't buy flowers in this yeah, right. group <laughs> no and that's i won't even shy away from that because i was strictly told don't ever no flowers. Fucking buy me flowers yeah no I, money. I, she's, she's definitely not a flower girl yellow oh. yellow roses and sunflowers are the two so i try to find depend i'm not going to go looking for a sunflower in like january yeah. um so valentine's day she's going to get the red roses and i'll sprinkle in a yellow one just because i know she likes it um I also have a thing for white roses because I feel like, you know, so white, like a wedding dress, you know, um, kind of like a white belt in karate is like um, the, beginning. Uh, the beginning, newborn. Like these are all the okay. white things and that, that I could think of, right? The beginnings. Um, there is another word for it that I'm trying to, uh, innocence. Um, purity. Purity, right. So I gave her the first rose that I ever gave her was a white rose. Um, she actually kept it. It was in a, it was in a Shiner Wicked Ram IPA beer bottle. Is what we kept That's it awesome. in. I love that so much. This also makes me even more upset about being you single. Want, but carry on. You want to know what happens <laughs> to that specific. flower? 
What? She it kept died. It. She kept no, it did die oh. and it dried out. <laughs> we kept that flower. We took it everywhere we went. It was always the either the, the last thing we moved or the first thing we put in the place so it wouldn't get ruined. And when we were moving out of our place last May, this past May. Did it break? No, we don't know what happened to it. She thinks she left it oh. in the garage as she was oh, leaving. Man. It was like the last thing she was carrying out and she had a lot of things in her hands. She put it on the shelf and um, totally didn't even think about it. Like weeks went by and we were looking through the house for something else. And I came across a box that said flowers because she keeps like one flower from every bouquet I've ever given her. And she puts oh. them in a thing. That's cute. That's like oh. her thing. And I, and I just looked at her and I go, where's the, where's the white rose with the wicked ram IPA? And she's like, shut up. Like she thought I was fucking with her. And I'm like, no, seriously, I haven't seen it. So we've been here for a month and I haven't seen it. And um, she like lost it. She like cried for like an hour. Yeah. Um, I would have been devastated too. I'm she, very nostalgic. I hang on to so many like random little things. So I would have texted been- my landlord. Texted him like you ever you know, happen to find a dead flower inside of a fucking beer <laughs> bottle in your garage by any chance have you? And he he's like no no I haven't uh, you know I'm sure he threw that shit away but yeah so that's well, you know so uh, it, it's fine the flower color thing brought um, brought up something that we did at work in my mind and it. I feel like you could tie it to your love language. I wanted to throw it out there and see your thought on it. Have you ever heard of Brooklyn back? Good man. That's a good have you ever heard of uh, so is the scooter? You missed that one too. Um, you use that one like several times. It was dead. He, but he, he missed it though. He missed it. So I, we heard it on, he you heard it on the, the replay. Episode, yeah. But whenever he I'm misses gra- the episode, I, I make sure live. that's right. It's so much better live. Um, the inside the, the fucking dumpster personality fire. colors. <laughs> so there's the four different colors for the different personality types, and that different colors mesh well with other colors. And then there's certain colors that are total opposites that don't get along. Yeah, I've I've heard of that before. Um, I don't. I'm weird with that. Because like, it's the same with, because I've talked about it before, like on my um, do's and don'ts of dating profiles, how a lot of men are like, oh, I'm an ENFJ. Like when they talk about like their personality types or like the Myers-Briggs. I can hate that shit. I, thank you. I, and I mean, I'm a, I'm a student of psychology. I should like the assessments that we've developed over the years, but they're just like so broad and basic. And my opinion kind of applies to like the whole color theory as well, like as far as personality goes, but they do have... I don't know, some traits that make sense. Like, I think they say like yellow is um, sociable, dynamic, enthusiastic. And like, I could see that because they always say wow, yellow is a happy color. Three out of five. That was very impressive. <laughs> I, I I mean, I would like to think my, my very expensive master's degree is stuck up in here somewhere, but thank you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think by the stretch of the imagination, they make sense, but I personally it doesn't matter to me, especially because my favorite color flower is white and it's not on there. Is it, is it a certain type of personality that keeps track of personality? You know what I mean? Like the people that go through those, do you know what I mean? I think so there are people that, who lack personality. Honestly. But like, but like, so, so for somebody so, who's, who's very much into like what the different, you know, EF, whatever categories are like, is that particular person like a distinct category 
so given given how much time they spent on the whole thing like they devoted like a whole year of sessions and meetings and stuff like that to it um that would fall under the blue category because cool blue is cautious precise deliberate deliberate holy jesus questioning and formal but they say blue is more data driven so that type of person would be a very blue person and blue is diagonal from yellow so they say that typically blue and yellow personalities don't mesh well yeah and Um, as far as myers-briggs go it would be more of like the i would say they'd fall into like the thinking or the judging category because there's um eight different letters like eight different letter combinations and the t and the j stand for thinking and judging so i feel like somebody who does fixate on that type of assessment or that element of themselves would kind of fall into that category. Hey, can we circle back? What is the EFNJ? What sure. Is so um, it's a Myers-Briggs personality inventory. Um, so when you do the inventory, which is very long and extensive, and there's like shortened abbreviated versions, but essentially your results yield you to get um, like an acronym. So the first section, whether you're E or an I, extroversion or introversion, um, is if you're outwardly or inwardly focused. The second one is um, S or N, sensing or intuition. So it's like how you prefer to take in information. Um, the third is decision making. So that's the T and the F. Uh, F is for feeling, T is for thinking. And then the fourth is J or P. Um, it's like how you live your outer life. So instead of inward taking in information, it's more so like outward. Um, so it's judging or perceiving. So basically, once you go through this entire thing, you'll get your four letter acronym and it describes the type of personality you are. And a lot of men like it's almost as common as a fish picture or I don't know, saying that they like the office. Like it's a very common element of their dating profiles. And I don't know if they think because like, oh, look, I'm so like, I don't know, self-reflective because I have this acronym that I can attach to my name or if they do it because they think women look for that sort of thing. But uh, it's honestly, I I like you a lot less if it's there. <laughs> I was going to say, it all sounds like a flaming pile of dog shit. Yeah, and that's the thing is like these assessments were very um, highly ranked or like referred to at one point in time but we've just come leaps and bounds like in terms of psychology in terms of counseling and just in terms of like people are fucking different like I don't need a four-letter acronym to tell me what kind of personality trait I am because I really don't think I fit in any of them um so they're not it's not as highly regarded as it used to be even 10 years ago does matchmaking really work with those though the personality trait things like I feel like I feel like it wouldn't. I, I it's mean, one. It's one very small part of the equation. And if whoever the matchmaker is decides to use it more as like their main deciding factor, then you're paying for all the wrong things. I could tell you that right now. It's fine if they want to consider it because, again, same with the colors. Like some of it kind of makes sense, but it's just so. It's it should be very loosely interpreted. Is really what it comes down to. Hmm. Ha, ha, has this um, the, the Myers Briggs study become more prominent? in our economy now because of online dating with online dating profiles? I think it might've taken off for a bit because of that. Yeah. Um, but if, I don't know if anybody has half a brain and like researches it before they use it, 
not saying like everybody should know mm-hmm. what it is, but if you're going to yes. put it in your dating profile, if you're going to use it like to get women um, and they looked it up, they would see that it's not taken as seriously. But I do think it had kind of a resurgence with the whole online dating thing or even matchmaking, like John said. Interesting. Well, I don't understand. And Taylor, I know you have the answer to this because, you know, hope I do. <laughs> well, I mean, you've been doing the online dating thing for a while and, it, and it's either worked or it hasn't, you know, it works mm-hmm. for a period of time and, or it hasn't been working. So, so maybe I'm completely off base with this. Maybe there is something to the matchmaking studies and, and, and all of those different types of algorithms and things. But I just feel like, you know, from an outsider's perspective, somebody who hasn't, you know, done the online dating or, or needed to, or whatever, just, it was before my time, you know, I've been in a relationship since it came out. So mm-hmm. um, I love the idea of online dating. I remember when eHarmony and um, what was the other match.com were the first, like two big ones, I guess mm-hmm. you could say that hit mainstream. And I know some people that met people on them, but I, I just don't understand like, why is it so difficult to just put what you fucking like and what you fucking want? Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, th- create my own profile real quick. Right. So I am a 38 year old male. I'm five foot six. I'm about 35 pounds overweight. Got the dad bod going on. I have two kids. Um, I'm done with playing games. I'm looking for somebody between the age of maybe 30 and 35 random. Cause my fiance is 26, but okay. 30 and 35, preferably brunette, non-smoker, casual drinker likes to have a good time sexual uh prefer you know sexually uh whatever interested in fucking yeah sexually (laughs) active um you know like you know what i'm saying like just go why is it so i think that's how we used to do it back in the day when we had aol instant messenger on our little profile we would put on a little thing hey this is who we are this is what we want why why does that not work i think it's honestly it's laziness so like the dating apps were created um, for a form of convenience, like the, it, it's an easier way of meeting people, or at least it's supposed to be. So if we're talking about convenience and what gets us quicker results, that instant gratification that everybody so desperately seeks, they just think putting one or two pictures of themselves and their name and where they're located is enough, but it's not. So I do think it's the, it's the convenience, it's laziness. It's I want to do as little as possible to get the results that I desire. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry guys, cause I'm outnumbered here and men are, they're stubborn when it comes to that. They, they stick to what they want to do. So like, even if they're not getting the results that they seek, it's like, Oh, well, this is what I'm doing and it's going to work for me eventually, or it's not. And like, they just don't change. But me, if I'm like, okay, the bio that I have right now isn't getting me good opening lines or people are misconstruing what I'm saying, then I'm going to change it and adapt to what I do want to receive. Men don't think that way. Uh, But the, and the apps, this is like a big thing that like, I've kind of come to realize they are businesses. I mean, we're all very familiar with business from one perspective or another. So while they are designed to match people and hopefully get people together the only way they're going to stay in business is if people still need them so there are going to be flawed elements to them as well or at least uh, elements that keep the revolving door going that's i guess where i kind of where i'm kind of at with that because there are going to be flaws to the system right there's a gatekeeper somewhere pushing the button Mm -hmm. on what you can see and not see post not post right um i don't know maybe i'm in the minority of the guys that you know I, I, granted, I have—I I wouldn't say I'm completely detailed oriented, but I wouldn't say lazy. Like if I'm trying to date and I'm using an online dating app and I'm looking for a specific type of person, 
or I'm trying to attract a specific type of person. Like I, you have to put the information out there. So I just don't understand why it's so difficult to have just a form of 10 questions or 15 questions and everybody's got to fill it out and your profile doesn't get posted unless it's filled out. And, and then there's moderators, if they're not actual answers, you know, then it, it's got to get reviewed. Um, I don't know. People smarter than me have already done this, obviously, and it didn't work. But just to me, it blows my mind. And there's and there's so much competition, the Bumble, the Tinder, the this, the that. And it, like, how many do we need? I think you're also in the mindset of actually wanting to find somebody and taking it seriously. Like, I know you have somebody, but the way you're approaching the scenario, giving all this information that you would be looking for, um, that's someone who knows what they want and actually wants something. A lot of the men that are on there don't know what they want and they don't know what they're looking for. No, they want but a quick hit. Exactly. Looking for a pretty face. Um, you or know, they're and that's scared what, of commitment, which we've obviously talked about well, in excess, but that's what Ashley Madison's for. So oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, so da- definitely dating yourself with that one. Is that site even still a thing? I don't sure know. If you're going to search that, I think I'm sure it got taken down. In, you know why? Like, yeah, because the fucking dude much. next door was on Ashley Madison and hooked up with the, with the broad down the street. And then somebody else who knew both of them saw their profiles. That's how that shit got taken down. There's no way you can't be discreet. Come on. No. Actually, they've rebranded themselves. They list themselves. The first thing that pops up on Google is the new Ashley Madison. Real, oh. Re- oh. real results and free to start. So it's still there, but it's probably Probably not what most people remember it as. I don't know. The, 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 whole, only... on, the whole online dating thing to me was always just such a hassle. I never had patience for it. I really never did it uh, for a long period of time. I did it in spurts. I tried OkCupid and Bumble and Tinder. And Backpages. Backpage. Onlyfans.com slash Johnny fucking Bones. Um, <laughs> Google that. But telling you but, you too um, can subscribe to the to be a supporter for the fourth wall pop network and in return if you're in our <laughs> one month free <laughs> we will send news we'll send i'm news. just saying oh my <laughs> just saying. god sex so, sells baby nobody that's right see that no but uh doing those profiles was a fucking hassle i had no patience for it um I've met people off of those sites in the past. This was years ago, a long, long time ago. And I could definitely share stories about who, what people I met, but we can save that for another episode. Another um, collaboration you won't show up for. Another collab with online the- dating gone wrong. That'd be a great, yeah, that would be episode. a great one. Yeah. Uh, maybe come on over this way to views from up oh. here and we could do that oh. kind of collab. Oh. That's I'm definitely. Sure, I'm sure by the time that happens, I'll have even more stories to share. Yeah, no, that's definitely a views. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel right. I feel like, and and not just for the online dating, but for the online dating for the purpose of this conversation, like technology and maybe the competitive nature of the the companies has almost made it so freaking complicated that. By the time you're done, you're just, you're waiting through. So like Johnny G, you need to start a site just called MFP, meetfuckingpeople.com. Let's do it. I don't know. I think the swipe lefts and the swipe rights, they got it nailed down. Like how much easier can it get? (laughs) You either fucking do or you don't. Like, But the categories, what the fuck you like? What the fuck you you don't like? like? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking like it? Swipe right. Don't fucking like it? Swipe left. Like appeal to a different crowd and i think that's the other thing is that 
they're all very, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I've never even used a single one, but they're like varying degrees of each other. And yeah. one finds like a, a, not a weakness, but like a factor that's missing in ones. Oh, you write that program and now yours is this, but it's got more. Mm-hmm. T- Tinder is probably the most basic. It doesn't ask a whole lot of its users. Obviously it started out as very much of like a hooking up app and that's still kind of mm-hmm. what it is. Um, but it's been around the longest out of like the three big ones, Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. So more people are on there, but it's less precise. Bumble is m- more precise than Tinder in the sense that it has a lot of the same structure, but it gives you extra like prompts and you could select buttons for your interests. So like I'm interested in concerts and baking and blah, blah, blah. And it'll highlight if you guys have the same ones and then hinge designed to be deleted is totally different. And it gives you um, more opportunities to do more conversation starters. So it gives you opportunities to put prompts in there. And when you like someone, instead of swiping left or right, you can like them by replying to their prompts. So you're starting a conversation before the match even happens. Um, so yeah, you're right. They are all varying degrees of one another. And I think it really depends on what the users are looking for me. I just want to spread my, spread my wings as far as possible and take in whatever I can. That's why I'm on all three. And I thought about it when you were saying at bones about being on like the earlier versions of ones or people always say, oh, well, if you pay for it, it'll be better. Like, obviously those are like the people who really care. Mm -hmm. And that's not it at all. Because like, I've gotten ads from Bumble, like, oh, your first week for Bumble premium for free. And here's where all the features you get. And I'm just being able, I could just weed out the weirdos before Mm -hmm. they like get to me. Like that's all the, that's the only difference. So it's, it's a fucking mess. I don't it's always funny because people that that would say if you pay for it, it's better are the ones that have been paying for it for the past three, four five years yep. and are still yeah. single. Exactly. You're still on there. So You're obviously the that approach so isn't good. What, my what mom to tell me. Yeah. My mom for my 20th birthday, she was like, tell me what you want for your birthday. And I wasn't telling her anything because I'm like, a, I'm a grown adult. I don't need anything. And then like a week before she goes, since you haven't given me any, any ideas, just tell me which app you want me to pay for. And I'll pay for like three months for like the premium membership for you. I'm like, mom, it's not going to help. I promise you. It's so thoughtful of you, but it's not going to help. <laughs> Premium membership does not mean premium people. No, it right. is the same people just using a different feature. That's right. it. You know, people who have a love language of physical touch, see how I'm bringing it back now? Yes. Physical touch are going we to be really on these dating we, websites. We really need to start bringing it back without saying we're bringing it back. Ah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just pointing out We to need to act like we're professionals here. Like, this notice. is what we do. We're, we're bringing it hey, back. guys, everybody, we just brought it back. Just letting you know. So I'll let you know. We, we, cir- we circled back. We came full circle. And now we're bringing it back. All right, well, let, it, let him continue. But, let him finish. But I, I do. <laughs> we all do it. I just think it's funny. That's but, see, it, it's, it's kind of like the, the, the operator on Zoom. When you hit record and she goes, this meeting is now being recorded. Yeah, like, no shit. Being, it's like, no shit. Like, I fucking hit the button. I now you fucking know. So I'm just letting you all know we're bringing it back. But, yeah, so physical touch, uh, one, of, one of the love languages. And uh, Johnny was talking about it uh, when you guys recorded uh, this week. Uh, I'm the same way, you know, uh, I, I like receiving physical touch. And again, this is not always a sexual thing, but just some kind of holding my hand and embrace a hug, a s- small kiss on the cheek, on the nose, whatever, just kind of r- rub my hand. Like yesterday, 
the past two weeks for me have been stress isn't even the word. And we could do this for another episode too. talk about stress and anxiety of being a, a new parent and working and finances and who want to slow down for a second. Jesus. Um, <clears throat> want to take a hit so, real quick. Actually, the pen is on the, in the other room now. Huh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yesterday, so I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, flood at work, blah, blah, blah. So I was fucking working for like 14 and a half hours yesterday and <clears throat> got home late. But of course, my, my, my wife was tired. She was with the baby all day by herself, too. And I understand. And I just kind of wanted that, you know, that hug, that embrace. But it was just, all right, hey, you're home. Here's the baby, you know, and then I, I take on the responsibility, which is fine. And then, hey, all right, you go to bed. I'll, I'll try and put the baby to sleep. You know, for us that are uh, experienced parents, we understand that. Um, And again, uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, I'm happy to share the responsibilities. But then before I know it, you know, my wife's asleep, baby's asleep, and I'm still waking. I'm like, damn, I never got that hug. And then that that kind of sits on me for a little bit. I'm like, damn, it's all I fucking wanted. It's all I wanted. But um. In terms of giving, I think because I want the physical touch so much, uh, I, I like to receive it. I do give it. Sometimes when it's not wanted, like if my wife is in a hot kitchen over a hot oven <laughs> cooking a dinner and is literally, I could see the sweat dripping off her forehead. I will still go and hug her and kiss her and smother her with all the love and affection I have to give her because that's, that's just strangely me. specific, <clears throat> you know. Um, as if he uh as if he's got experience happened um but i think that that's the thing with me it's like i i look for the well again these both tie in the words of words of affirmation and physical touch i want to receive them so i try give them i give what i want to receive you know Mm -hmm. treat 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 someone like you want to be treated yourself that's what that's how i that's how i do it even if what i'm trying to give aren't necessarily welcomed that's the problem I have. Like I give the way I like to receive, but I, I, people that I have always given to don't uh, necessarily like to receive in the quantities or the ways that I like to receive. Mm -hmm. So it's like not a balance, but that's where I went wrong in my marriage is that I didn't, I wasn't open, you know, to all of the other languages to, to try to compensate for one or the other. Right. To make up that difference. And that's the same with me. I think being a little more educated on what the love languages are and how these actually are a thing to look into, you know, it does kind of allow you to, to, I guess, in a way, be, be that better partner, you know, to give what, what your partner is looking for. Absolutely. So, so I have, it's, hmm. So I, I have a question that I honestly right. forgot to bring up in our last episode that you missed. That um, that's one. What that's, what time was that? Was that episode? Was that um, a bang bang thirty? Stupid, <laughs> terrible <laughs> joke. Terrible, terrible joke. Oh so how how would you? And ladies first, so John, Johnny Bones. Um, how would you broach the subject of a love language that perhaps your significant other may not be either a fan of or very fluent in? 
how do you broach the subject of, hey, listen, this is something that I really like. I, I just, I'm just open. Just be open and communicate. I think Taylor was talking about communication. Uh, I think in, in this episode about the love languages, that's the biggest thing. Just communicate. I have, guys, we, we go, what, four decades back now, the three of us. You guys have seen me date a lot of, of women. I, I let me rephrase that. A lot of girls. Okay. I was not dating women. Um, and I've had a lot of girlfriends that have lasted more than three months. Um, and I've been in situations where there was no communication, not necessarily on my part, but even on their part too. And that's the biggest thing that frustrated me in all those relationships was the lack of, of communication. Recently, as everyone who's listening to the Smoking Jays from our first episode knows, I was in a bad place for like five years of my life in a relationship that I probably should have never went into. And that was just no communication for five years too long. All right. And that right there is a recipe for disaster. So Absolutely. if you're like, you don't know what the, when the right time is to say it, there never is the fucking right time. Just man up and just open your mouth and talk about it, communicate also give examples so like you could say i need this and you're doing this that doesn't work but you need like instead of saying i need words of affirmation let them know and like i kind of talked about this again on my episode that um drops this thursday september 9th um (laughs) check it out right here on the lavish fourth wall pop network on the fourth wall pop network um but i talked about it again with my friend on that episode and i said like words of affirmation doesn't always mean compliments. Sometimes it means words of encouragement. Like Bones, I'm really proud of you for getting through this rough week at work. And like these love languages can be platonic. It doesn't have to be romantic. So I think in part of that communicating, it's being specific, giving them examples. Because again, if they're not aware of their own love languages or love languages in general, and they're struggling with meeting like the bare minimum requirements, as far as your needs go, um, you really need to hold their hand and guide them in the right direction. So don't be afraid to like give those specific examples. Like if I had a rough day at work, just like, tell me how proud you are of me or give me like some kind of positive reinforcement. It doesn't have to be a compliment about my looks or how I dress. Or, um, if I want that physical touch, like make sure you kiss me on the cheek cheek before we go to bed tonight. Like that's all I need at night to just get me through the day or get me to the next day. Like being specific in that communication is paramount. It's not just talking about it. One, one, um, little nugget of advice I got a lot when Amanda and I got married and Johnny and Jared, I'm sure you guys got this too. I got it from the priest, from family members, from my brother in his best man speech, which was the fucking amazing best man speech, by the way, which I never talked about that on here, but I should talk about it sometime. Um, Never for never go to sleep angry and always kiss each other. Good night. Now for me, always kiss each other. Good night is very close to home to me because my grandfather, my dad's father, um, passed away on Christmas Eve. This was before I was born. But it was one of those things where, you know, my grandparents went to bed and he, my grandfather didn't wake up the next morning. So that, because of, because of that scenario there, that, that always (laughs) sticks in my mind. Like you never, like you never go to bed angry and always kiss each other goodnight. Even if I get into bed after my wife and she is sleeping, 
much as I would love to kiss her cheek, I know my 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 little peck will wake her up and startle her, so I try not to. But I do one of those, I'll kiss my hand and I'll put it on her shoulder. And I always say, Good night, Amanda. I love you out loud. I also tell my son that too now. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love my, that. My um, son. My, yeah, yeah, that's but, what I was laughing at. No, I definitely love that. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a big thing. Always, uh, always go to bed happy. Always kiss each other good night. Mm-hmm. I get mad at Emily when if we don't kiss each other good night, mm-hmm. you know, and she'll roll over and I'll be like, yo. And then I'll, I'll joke and I know I shouldn't joke about it because it could happen and it has happened to people but i'll be like what if i didn't wake up tomorrow? you'd wake up and you would feel terrible you didn't give me that last kiss so i kind of guilt trip her and give me that kiss then she gives me some piece of shit kiss and i'm like wow. now imagine if i didn't wake up tomorrow and that was the last kiss that you gave me is that really the <laughs> yeah yeah i'm really a dick when it comes to that but that you know i shouldn't joke about it because when i do it at the moment you know i'm joking but i'm all about that like give me a i want a good kiss good night i'm also very big about um, when we come home from work or before we're leaving for work, like anytime you're parting or greeting, right? Yeah. Um, cause you don't know if that person's going to walk through the door again. And I just, I don't know. I don't like to think that way, but life's fucked up. And then anything can happen. You know, I don't want to ever have a regret or anything that, you know, wow, she left and didn't come back. And I didn't even get to kiss her goodbye, or I didn't get to tell her I loved her. Um, and that ties into your, you know, don't go to bed angry. There's so many people in relationships and it's something that Emily and I, you know, we've slipped up a couple of times, you know, we've gone to bed angry, but like for, you know, maybe a handful, handful of times in the five plus years we've been, been together. Um, it's something that we promised each other that like we wouldn't go to bed angry, wouldn't walk out on one another, wouldn't leave, um, go to another room, whatever, cool off. We'll talk about it. Um, I don't think there's ever been a time where even if we had like a knockdown drag him out fight where we were not okay by at least the very next morning, most of the time before we went to bed at night, right? Because I think that's important in any relationship, you know, you can't go to bed angry. You can't leave the house angry. Um, there's a, there's an acronym and it's going to have, it's going to take me a second, but another one that my aunt. Uh, gave me she always said like when I bought my motorcycle you know she was um, you know don't ever ride if you're um, I have to think about it but it's like it's along the lines like don't ever ride the bike don't ever get on a bike if you're if you're angry um, upset sad emotional like any of those things that could be distractions Um, and it'll it'll come to me but um, you know it's it's important you know I could I could understand with a motorcycle because you're kind of call it open and vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, but I I almost find like taking off out of the driveway sounds so stupid and juvenile as well, I especially when you got an SRTG. Say. No, you got to do it. You got to do that. But it <laughs> it's almost therapeutic in a way, like just like I'm not a I'm not a dick. I have some rocks at the end of the driveway, so I'm not looking to screw up anybody's car. But like mm. once I get out onto the street, just giving it a little extra and just hearing the you know little squeal as it pulls out and it's almost therapeutic. And there's been times where I've hopped in the car and driven just to, because I'm not someone who will really flip a shit like that. So 
I'd rather, you know, go sit in the other room and kind of decompress or go drive somewhere just to kind of get it out because I know like nothing productive is going to come out of me losing my shit. Well, not you, something that you would, oh, sorry, Bones, no, that's sorry, something Tara, that you please. would probably discuss with your wife. Like, I don't know, in the early stages of marriage or your relationship, like, Hey, listen, this is how I know I respond to this sort of interaction or behavior or whatever. So like when I do this, don't take it personal, just know that's what I need to like do my thing or to move past it. So like, that's fine. Like you and you and Johnny G are not going to have like the same approach to it, but Um, as long as it's like made known that you're not necessarily walking out on her, you're just removing yourself. So you do what you got to do and you're not driving like an absolute maniac the whole time. I would imagine. Well, one Hmm. thing that can, you know, prevent that, you know, go, going to bed angry and having to walk out and go for a ride is communication. I'm not going to mention that we're bringing it back, Johnny, but we're we're bringing it back. gonna forever be a thing now yep isn't it crazy how it always just ties in well, seriously, yeah that... well it's the circling back is a thing you know but i feel like part of part of your well not your part of my walking out of the room it's it's my nonverbal communication mm-hmm. it's me saying pause i know where i'm at i'm pulling myself out of the situation and that's not even just in the relationship. I mean, that's yeah. that's me in general. I've up and walked out of a room at work because I just, I saw where I was headed and I walked out. That's me pulling myself aside and kind of saying, all right, relax. All right. And right. moving right. back in with a calmer, clearer head. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, maybe while I'm pulling myself aside, I realize that I'm the a-hole, in which case I reassess and say, okay, yeah, no, you're right. Usually, I screwed up. Usually you are. Yeah, you yeah, are. And, you I, are. I knew you couldn't wait for that one. I saw you motioning <laughs> towards the microphone. As you. soon as you leave that shit wide open, bro, you know I'm hopping right in. That's what she said. So that acronym, that was good, uh, is um, it's actually a thing. So it's, it's HALT, H-A-L-T. Okay. Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. So it's not just, you know, for the bike, obviously, but it was something that she, I had the bike at the time I was going through my divorce and I was upset a lot of time. I was fucking angry a lot of time, like, you know, whatever. But she's like, you know, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Um, huh. Those would be the four, the four things that, uh, you know, to, and that's not, it, you know, it has a lot to do with your, like mental health too. Mm. Yeah, it's just like stop and think before you're going to do whatever you do. Are you doing this because you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired? If so, maybe think twice. And I mean, if you're an Italian, then I mean, hungry and angry and tired, all three of those. Ooh, man. It's a bad combination. It's a big combination. I I literally used to keep snacks in my glove compartment. Mm. Not for me. Until until you had a hot (laughs) summer day and whatever you had in there all melted. No, no, no. I purposely carried like granola bars quest bars ah, pop tarts i'm thinking yeah no i non-perishable items so he, here's a question for uh for the entire panel oh um a big big thing for me in relationships and the biggest the biggest thing for me in any relationship i've been in that i have not gotten until i i met my wife was support uh so 
my first question is, do you, do we all agree that support would fall under words of affirmation? Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily saying, giving you the physical words, but just supporting you for what you do and what you love. Like I'm a fucking 38 year old nerd. I like professional wrestling. I'm a musician. I gig on the weekends. I work crazy hours during the week and I podcast. I run a network and I host three podcasts. Well, two podcasts now. <laughs> so, so I I would argue in because we we briefly touched on the abstract meanings of each of the five languages as well, mm-hmm. or the abstract interpretations. And I would almost argue that it it could be an act of service too, depending on like, yeah, it, to, to use my own personal example, uh, you know, I was at a point where the job I was at was just dicking me over. And it was like, why, why are you going to let that happen? You're, you have the skill sets you have, you're more than capable of doing whatever. Don't keep getting screwed over. Go like, you know, we have things in such a way where, we can accommodate a change in careers, mm-hmm. do it now. And I mean, in hindsight, it was perfect timing, but that was, it was an act of service in the sense of not me. I'm a very not complacent person, but I get into that comfortable lull in a job or something like that, where I have the routine. I know that no matter what, I maintain this level and the job's still there. I still show up. I do what I do when I go home. You don't push yourself to that next notch. Right. I never, I never thought of it as being an act of service like that, but I could see how it, it could probably fit in that category too. But yeah, because I, when I was listening to, to your episode, when you guys recorded without me. Um, Which one? Which one was that? <laughs> Fucking funny, man. This would be an ongoing thing. That you we- walked into that one. Though. I know. I left that wide open, and Jared jumped right in head first at exactly. Wouldn't be the first time. Thirty. Wouldn't um, wouldn't be the first time. But uh, see, now you may forget what I, what I was going to say. Oh, but active service is right. But yeah, but support was a big thing when I was listening to you guys talk about uh, talk about the languages and whatnot, and that was a very big thing, and a big uh, selling point for for my wife here because uh, she loves that I, that I podcast, you know, I was with someone for a long time that would just say, Oh yeah, go, go record your stupid podcast. I'm like, look, I know this isn't fucking like <laughs> all glorious and shit, but see that know. alone is grounds for me to just not be with you. Like that's really that, that line alone is just so unhealthy in so many ways. I mean, it's not supportive is demeaning mm-hmm. um, is belittlement. Yeah. I mean, just in, in those few words, just don't do what I did and stick around for five years. I'm glad you got out of that. Amen, brother. Sorry I wasn't uh, around more to pull you out of that. Fuck. Shit. It's cool. No, I, I had plenty of people there to pull me out of it. I had to pull myself out. Yeah, that's true. And too. it took me a long time. It was a weird, weird time of my life. I know we covered it. It was probably episode yeah. two. But it was a comfort thing. It, it was... It was a comfort thing. Complacency. Compl- definitely complacency and also me just not knowing where to go. 
was it fear of was it fear of leaving like i don't know what to do next or i i don't know if i'll meet somebody like this person or it wasn't a matter of meeting meeting somebody else it was just a matter of not knowing what to do or where to go you know i was at a point where a lot of my a lot of my my friends um had all moved away my parents just moved further south my brother was uh at the time engaged to somebody else somebody else i shouldn't say it like that <laughs> sorry ray <laughs> if, if you're I, I know my brother listens sorry ray um but it was a weird place where i just didn't know like everyone that i could have lived with or 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 the people that were around me all the time weren't anymore yeah that support system was you know? gone yeah my brother and i just moved out of our parents house and then before the end of like i think it was the end of the first maybe 18 months he moved out with his at the time you know uh fiance so i was like oh great here i am not in college anymore and that's when the whole snowball effect happened and then the next five years of my life uh were a blur but hey here i am now happily married to an amazing beautiful wife with an awesome fucking kid my son mateo luca First I, was, I was just gonna say <laughs> what's his name your son who mateo luca first of his name long may he reign mateo luca babidi boopy i have a thought for Italian everybody who will mount the world yes um, what is your thought i got a thought for everybody with you know i'm just gonna bring it back real quick um so the love languages right we all know they're important and and why how much more important are they when you're in a situation uh, like, like, um, like times are changing, things are changing, your surroundings are changing. So I'll use Bones as an example. Um, all within a year, got engaged, found out they were going to have a child and got married. Um, all right, now you've got all this shit going on. You're, you're trying to become a, a, a father. Um, you're trying to be supportive for your wife. Um, you're still trying to work and bring home, you know, income. Um, you get tied up with this big storm and there's a flood and there's all these challenges and just a, a fucking shit storm, right? Um, how much more important are the love languages in a relationship when you're going through some sort of turmoil or um, just a lot, of, a lot of change that requires you to, or, or almost in a sense, be, you know, puts more strain on your relationship. You get more stressed, easily frustrated. I'm glad you asked that question because when I heard you guys were talking about the love languages, I, I was like, wow, this topic couldn't have come up at such a better time. And I think it's more because I was lucky enough to be educated on what love languages were. It, become, it has become more prominent now. Um, I, I wanted to piggyback off of what Johnny, I believe, was saying on your episode about the um, act of service where I could also be doing better at that uh, because, because now my freight for four weeks after my son was born, I was home. It was just me, my wife and our son, Mateo Luca. Um, first of his name, first of his name, long may, long he, may reign. he reign anyway, but I swear, I, I feel to- like I'm in church <laughs> and also oh, with man. you and also with you. <laughs> But um, for the couple weeks before I went back to work during during the week, I, I was gigging on the weekends and each the two weekends I, I was gigging Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, two weeks in a row. That's a lie. I'm sorry. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, it was a crazy three weeks, but then I go back to work now. So now I'm working Monday through Friday and then having those ridiculous weekends of every single Friday and Saturday booked. And now I'm booked every Friday, Saturday through December, which, hey, as a musician who 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 does who um, has been performing for how old am I? Jesus. Well, over 20 years now, uh, consistently and making money from doing it. It's fucking great especially after the year I had last year where, you know, 70 plus events that I was supposed to perform at got canceled or postponed. But in the midst of all that, now I'm getting ready to get back into it, but I'm also married. I'm a husband now. And then I have a kid and now I'm a father. Now I'm figuring out, okay, great. How do I, how do I become a father, a husband and balance my work to life ratio? I've always been a hustler when it came to work. Hustler, not in the sense where I was like doing like illegal shit to make money, but I never just worked one job. If I was working a full-time job, I was also teaching. I was also performing in bands and, you know, performing professionally. I was uh, teaching multiple high schools, you know, uh, marching bands or teaching drum corps and traveling. And I was always constantly on the go, always doing something. First of all, I'm getting older. My body physically can't do it anymore. And now I also emotionally, and I'm, I'm saying emotionally specifically, can't, don't know how much longer I could do this because now my emotions are here with my family. Even though I'm still passionate about being an entertainer, I fucking love performing. You guys know me for a while. Taylor, I hope you get to see me perform one day. Oh, October, I'm playing a Halloween show with my buddy, uh, Lou Panico. Shout out to Lou Panico, also a friend here, the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Um. But I still have the passion for performing and entertaining and being up on stage. But passions definitely do change when you become a father, when you become a husband first. And how much more did you have to put into your relationship in, those, in that time frame? Like, did you find that you had to step up your, your love language or your game? Um, maybe be more, you know, with your words of affirmation, maybe the gift giving, like more present in the moment. Like, did you feel you kind of had a almost go overboard to make up for the time when you, you know you weren't there no because when i when i was here everything was was great i was focused on the love languages focusing on what she needed what we needed and we it was a good give and take mm. what i'm still in the midst of it I'm, I'm i got back to work five six weeks ago now since i've been back to work I had to go to eight to Atlantic City for a DJ expo. Um, I've gigged 10, 12, like 17 gigs, I think. I had 17 events I've done in the past five weeks. There was one 10-day period where within 10 days, I, I, had, I was at six weddings in 10 days. Um, I think for the first few weeks, I was able to figure it out. But now as my body is getting physically, it's physically and mentally draining is what it is. I'm gigging on Friday, coming home at two o'clock in the morning. Come home, take a shower, eat my quick check sub, and then boom, Mateo's awake. Babe, you're with him all day. I got this. He'll go to he'll, he'll go to bed in a little bit. Who the fuck am I kidding? Kid's gonna be waking up for the next two fucking hours. Finally falls asleep. Great. I'll get to sleep for two and a half, three, maybe four hours, and then wake up, go to work again tomorrow. It's crazy how we do that. 
Yeah. If I was in my 20s, this is when it's like, fuck, I should have had a kid when I was in my 20s. Because <laughs> when I was in my 20s, it was different. I'm well, yeah, because in your now. 20s, you're playing Call of Duty at 3 in the morning when the kid's waking up. So you're already awake. No, you're already awake. Matter. Exactly. Exactly. And there's less of the wash, rinse, repeat mm-hmm. of work and cutting well, the grass. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, yeah, you got all those added responsibilities in there. Um, and, and they take, you know, they take more out of you. Um, but so this is kind of weird. You brought that up. I, I'm in the same position where I work, but I work from home, but I don't really do much with the baby during the day. I, I can, if I take a break here and there, or like she needs something or, you know, whatever I can, I can pitch in and help out as much as possible. If it's really slow, I take inbound calls. So I can do some odds and ends around the house, but I can't do too much to take me away from, you know, work because there's still stuff that has to get done in between taking calls. Like I have to answer emails. I have to follow with reports. Um, I got to keep on top of certain things. So I can't just totally check out. I used to used to play video games while I was working at the same time. That was not good. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, but anyways, it's, it's funny because like I'll work and then, you know, I'll go do whatever stuff. And then I'm the same way though. Like I feel bad. She was with the kid all day. So I get up with the kid at night. But it's like, but I also work, you know, so it's weird right. who takes who takes those reins because it's not fair to her who's been taking care of the kid all day. But it's not fair to to me necessarily or, or the, the other person necessarily who was also doing stuff that they had to do all day. So, you know, it's it's a weird balancing act that who takes. A, but for, I could see in your line, like how that would get absolutely draining. Do you guys try to alternate nights at least? Or like, does she, I mean, obviously she has to take the kid when, when you're gigging, but how do you balance that? Well, here's the thing, Johnny, I'm pretty sure you mentioned this a couple episodes ago, probably another one that I wasn't on Jared. Um, Got ahead of that one. Good job. I I was going to let you ride, but you know, you brought it back. So, but um, always bringing it back. What um, I was going to say now, Uh, I think you mentioned it too, where it's like, there's certain nights where she'll just wake up and take care of the baby and the baby cries. And you could, and you tell us like, yo, if you need help, you could let me know. And I tell her, my wife's like, babe, let, if, if he wakes up at three o'clock in the morning and you're too tired, just wake me up. I'll take care of him. I'll feed him the bottle. She's very good with knowing, okay, you just fucking worked 80 plus hours over the past five days, got home at three o'clock the past three nights. You need to sleep. Right. So she's really good at letting me sleep, which I appreciate. On the other hand, it's like, I kind of wish you would have woken me up because I would feel better knowing that at least I was able to, to help you at, you know, a four o'clock wake up call where the baby needs a bottle or something. Now, I know there's no guarantee that I'll wake up at four and he's a kid's going to go back to sleep. He could be up to fucking six o'clock and then I'm just, okay, great. On, on to the rest of the day. That's what we do as dads, right? You fucking put the dad hat on. It's like, well, fuck it. Let's fucking fuck, do it, damn it. Fuck sleep, right? I didn't sleep. I didn't get that much sleep when I was younger. Uh, well, that's why I always go back to him. Like, ah, I remember that time I pulled an all nighter three nights in a row. Right. I got this. Yeah. yeah. I don't got this. Nope. See, that's no. something. But you those, do what you got to do. Those 20 something year olds are able to do us 30 year old old farts are not able to. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no, we didn't forget you're there. We know you're there. <laughs> hey, I'm here. I'm awake. I'm not falling asleep. No, no, no. I'm, I'm no. doing my, my deed as a 28 year old in the group. What we're basically doing is sharing with you some of the, the great fun that you're looking forward to 
I mean, all I'm hearing is about getting old because I don't know if I'm going to have kids. But if I do, you guys have really talked me into it. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay, hey, so go ahead, John. I'm, I'm sorry, Johnny. I, this, even with anything that I've said on this episode, because, you know, I haven't been here in, what, like a month, Jared? Uh, now that I'm back and I'm, you know, telling my stories. I was going to say July, I think, I was don't the last want, time. It is, don't fucking exaggerate. You're so dramatic, dude. <laughs> don't, don't exaggerate. Um, it, this is by no means me complaining. Again, I would do this again and again of course. and again and again. Wouldn't change it for the world. No, Wouldn't change it for the world. Right. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here in a line and be like, it's not stressful. It doesn't cause anxiety. And mm-hmm. it fucks up it fucks with me in the head. And Taylor, this might be a, a good thing for you. Um I'm always the glass half full kind of guy, Mr. Positivity, very optimistic. I I could honestly say I've never been I feel like I've never really been stressed in my in my life. My stress, my, 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 wow, my life is always stress. Yes, stress and and free. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't know why or how. That was just my mentality. I never harped on the problem. I always figured out the solution. Now I'm in a situation where I got to find the solution, but my mind is being pulled in so many different ways and I can't find it. Boom, enter the stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the that's the hustler in you. I was I feel like I was very similar. I mean, I I was always on the go. My family would always tell me like, "When do you have time to sleep? When do you have time for yourself? When do you have free time?" Or or my grandfather jokes with me to this day. He's like, "What do you do in your spare time?" Like you know, because I have none. Um, because I think when you're so conditioned to just going, 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 that's just natural for you. Like mm-hmm. it's more stressful when I'm not busy. Um, yeah. almost, you know what I mean? Cause then my mind's what we're, we're like, shit, well, I should be doing something right now. Why am I not doing anything right now? I got to freak it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you're, w- the thing is it changes when you're not, when it's not just you, right. Before yeah. it was you, you had you yourself and you to worry about now it's, you know, your, your wife and your kid and the home that protects your wife and your kid and their family. And, and, you know, before ah, I lose my job, I lose my house. I go back and live with mom and dad. You can't take Amanda and baby go back and live with my dad. I just that. did that last year. Hey, <laughs> you know, but I'm saying, mom. but, but it happens. Right. Um, but you made a good point in saying that you wouldn't, you would go back and change a thing. Like you wouldn't change a thing. And um, I have, there's so I'm just going to throw it out. He's probably never going to listen to this anyway. So my, my brother um, drives me nuts with this. Like he, he'll call me. He's single. He's 30, 31. Uh, he's going to be 31 um, in April, I how think. T- how tall is he? No, I'm just kidding. 5'8". <laughs> not <laughs> tall enough. No, you're not. You're not kidding. I'm not really kidding. No. <laughs> uh, you look like a serial killer. No, nah, <laughs> you guys know. I'm talking about um, my, my youngest brother, not the one out in California. The one in California is tall. You'd, li- you'd like him. But he's taken. Um, Don't worry, Mally. So, <laughs> yeah. So he, he's always busting my balls. Like, you know, he's busy, but he's got sort of an entrepreneur. Like he works, he's got a full-time job and then he's got side gigs um, kind of like you, John, you know, but he's with sports, you know, he does all of his clinics and his uh, personal training and stuff with like little youth athletes and stuff. Um, so he's busy, but he's busy in a different way. And when he comes home and it's time for him to veg out and he gets on the Xbox or he wants to shoot the shit and give me a call or whatever, I'm, I'm busy. Just give me a shit. Give me shit. Like, what? What are you doing? Why are you so busy? Like, dude, I I have fucking three kids and a job, and I'm moving, and I got stuff going on. My kids have activities, and 
my life is crazy. Like I'm amazed I have time for the podcast. I really am. Um, but then he's like, well, that's, well, that's why I'm never having kids. And it's almost like a dig, like yeah. oh, never have a kid. What'd you go have kids for it? Like he makes it to seem like it's a bad thing that I had kids and it's a bad thing. And it ruined my life. I'm going to tell you something. Um, this get this, I'm going to really try hard not to get fired up with this because every time we have this conversation, uh, I like, I want to smack him in the face because the kids have been the best part of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the being able to take something that I've learned, it's, I, it's kind of like coaching, John, you could, you, Jared, you could relate with baseball, John, you could relate with percussion and, and marching band and everything that you've done, taking what you know and passing that on to someone else, whether it's your child or someone else's child and being able to kind of watch them take that and grow and flourish. Um, there's something to be said with that, but when it's your own kid, especially mm-hmm. if it's your own son, you're, you're, you're creating a legacy. Like there's something about that that you really can't put into words as a parent um, or and for me as a father that is so incredibly rewarding that I would never change it for a world. As, as crazy as my life has been, a lot of it's self-inflicted. You know, I chose to get divorced. I chose where I wanted to live. I, I drove back and forth one way, an hour and a half in traffic two, three, four times a week just to get my kids to school on time or to get them to baseball practice or dance class. And I can't tell you how much money I've spent in gas, how many cars I've burned through um, with the miles. But I would do it all again because of how rewarding it feels. And so it drives me nuts when people say, and it's not just my brothers, other people, oh, I'm never going to have kids. Oh, kids ruin your life. Oh. You know, I, I don't know if that's, a selfish thing, like that, that their time is precious to them and they just want to keep it that way. Um, and that's fine. That's their prerogative. There's nothing wrong. I would never bash somebody for not having kids. I'm tired of getting bashed because I decided to have kids. Like it's right. kind of fucked up, right? Like don't, don't right. come at me because I chose to, to, to have this wonderful thing called a family. Um, mm-hmm. And because I'm not coming at you because you don't have them. Right. Like if you don't want to have kids, fine, but don't make it because oh, it's going to ruin your life, and you're going to have it. Like the, the, you just the, change it, you they know. Just throw excuses at you, like you said, to try and make you feel bad. And it's like the the digs are, are they're unnecessary. If you don't want kids, fine. You don't want kids. Oh, it's like you know. You know oh, you your your life. You can't do anything when you don't have kids. You can't you can't go out. Like bullshit. That's not true. I pack the kids up. I can't tell you. Uh, it's harder when you have more kids. It is, but right. um, you know, I can't tell you how many times we would pack the kids in the car and we go out to eat. We don't give a fuck. The kids are good. That's a great opportunity to teach them how to behave in public. Right. People act as if it's like a chore or an inconvenience to have children. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's a fucking blessing. Um, it's, it's, it's the most amazing thing, you know, that you can, in my opinion, that I think you can, you can do. I mean, there's nothing like looking at your kid um, and seeing the changes and the growth and watching them develop and learn and mimic you. Right. Right. And do the things that you do um, and, and and do the things that you've taught them. I I don't know, you know, Taylor, you'd be there someday, but, and teaching them how to be, don't be discouraged with like, that's, that's something that more people need. Like we obviously have a very large problem with how people behave. No, because the answer is nowadays is, is just stuff an iPad in front of their face or, or, 
um, or put him on a leash. And again, to each to, to each his own. I'm not gonna knock it. My kids got iPads. They got tablets. They play their games. They got phones that that, that you know have um, hotspot or Wi-Fi or whatever. Like you know, it keeps them occupied. But I also monitor that shit. Some people use it as a babysitting tool. Some yep. people use it as a whatever tool they need it to be in that moment, whether it's a distraction, whether it's for educational purposes or, or whatever. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've never just gotten so tired of hearing my kid cry. And I just fucking turn on the TV. Even my, 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 my one-year-old, like at seven, eight months, you know, like the colors on the TV, I couldn't really see, but the colors on the TV distracted them. So, okay. So the kid's going to sit here and fucking watch TV. He's not going to turn into a, a, a fucking, I don't know, mush your potatoes on the floor, you know, because he's watching some TV, right? You know, it's, it's, that's where the parenting comes in. Right. And I don't care what the content is. I just took my nine-year-old to go see fucking Candyman. you know, Mm -hmm. like some might say bad parenting. I can't take your kid. No, my kid's been watching scary movies since she was six or seven years old because I parented that. Like I, you know, manifested that we, we talk about it and I explained to her what it is. I showed her how the how to the makings of behind the scenes. She knows it's not real. I curse like a trucker in front of my kids. Ask my kids to say shit. We, we did it. We, we tried. tried. It we tried to do it <laughs> on the show. Do it. They would not say it. I gave them permission. Just say shit. Just say motherfucker. Because it sounds funny when it comes out of a seven year old's mouth. Right. It does. It just fucking does. Right. But they won't, you know, yeah. um, but they know that it's just words. So, you know, it's parenting. Be a parent. I just like, it's funny for all the, and there's, there's a couple people at, at my work that is, I could never, I could never do it. Like I see what, and I'll say, look, I, I see or hear from a lot of fantastic views from up here episodes right here on the fourth wall pop network have heard a lot of the horror stories about dating i i i will do everything in my power to not ever have to deal with that like i'll go to not that i need it but i would go through every type of counseling necessary to not have to go into the dating scene for the sheer fact that god almighty but the like, but the, but the bad stories and the negative stories like that's you know there's been a lot of good that have come out of those dates. Right. But that's not the entertaining part. So, right. but it's not going to discourage you from dating. No, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm flipping that. Sure. You don't, sure. You don't want to go through its it. head. No, I get yeah. it. I get it. Um, but just because, you know, somebody talks about how they have negative experiences with, with anything it shouldn't, you know, I don't know. Look it's not it's not the playbook. Look at how many negative experiences the three of us have with girls that we've dated in the past. It didn't stop us from dating after that. Yeah, look at where you guys are now. Look at where we are now. Mm-hmm. We're on a fucking podcast telling the younger generation how to fucking do it right. <laughs> I don't I don't even I don't, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even listen to us. <laughs> no, I don't know. Ho- hopefully no one under the age of like 28 is listening to this show. I don't think we have a younger demographic here, so Oh, oh, they would. Are you kidding me? Even if they, they, they listen to like one time and they'd be like, "What the fuck are these?" As soon as they would hear Jared's about? first dad joke, like, "What the fuck this?" I'm turning this off. 
what is this shit that's probably that's probably how it would go um and not that you guys necessarily took it this way but when i said like i'm not even sure if i want kids and you guys like really didn't convince me like i i'm very (laughs) i I didn't mean that in a bad way like i know i know aren't complaining um but also i don't this conversation has like made me think about it a little bit more and like i've seen to say the drudges of society, I feel like is a, an exaggeration, but like I've worked in the mental health field. I worked in the social work field. I've seen abused children come in and out of shelters. I've seen like all of the crazy shit, the craziest shit that you can imagine. I've seen it. So seeing how people treat other people makes me very hesitant to want to bring another person to this world. And I think that's very reasonable and understandable. But a friend of mine who's pregnant and expecting in like December or January shared something the other day basically saying instead of having that mentality think about how good of a person you are to think that so i'm not tooting my own horn but if i have the awareness to sit there and say i don't want to bring a child into this terrible world or i'm afraid that the child could turn into part of the terrible world um you must be a good person to think that and have that level of awareness so imagine how wonderful it would be to bring a mini you or a mini version of that Mm -hmm. type of person into this world so that there are better people. So there's right. there's two sides to, to it. There's a, definitely a more positive flip side. And I think my biggest thing is maybe not having been with somebody in a really long time that I could see myself having a family with. When I dated my ex right out of college, I think I was 19 when we first started dating. We dated for almost four years. I saw myself having a family with him because I truly loved him. There wasn't a whole lot wrong in that relationship. Um, we just, I think it was more of a right person, wrong time sort of thing. Um, and since then, I just, I haven't felt that with anybody else yet. So I think that kind of perpetuates my feelings on not wanting to have children and, or I should say not feeling like I want to have them because I don't know for sure that I don't. Um, and right. seeing, and, and you're probably going to, f- I'm sorry, Taylor, you're probably no, going to okay, that way for a little while until, until you do meet someone. Exactly. And John and Jared will tell you, I've always want, I've always been a family man, always wanted kids until I was in that bad five year, you know, mm-hmm. relationship where I knew I, that was, there was a moment I was like, all right, well, I guess this is it, you know, but I knew she didn't want kids. I said, all right, well, I don't want kids either then. And I legitimately did not want kids. I'm like, you know, I'm fucking getting older. I'm in my, my late thirties. Mm-hmm. I'm with her. She doesn't want kids. It's just not going to happen. And I still had that after that ended before I met my, well, got uh, back in talks with my wife at the time, I still didn't want to have kids until my wife and I started dating. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this changes everything. And I, and I, and I knew it. Now, let me ask you, have you ever wanted, I know you said when you dated that one guy yeah. out of college, you did see a family, but even prior to that, did you ever see yourself being a mother, having a family and having kids? Yeah. When I was younger, I definitely did. I even went through a phase where, like I said, I was going to adopt all of these foreign <laughs> children that needed a home. Like I, I went through, I went through crazy, uh, crazy life stages or at least creating life ones in my head. Um, but yeah, no, when I was younger, I definitely said I wanted them. Um, I really wanted them with that one guy. And I, I do think it's a matter of who I'm with and just what stage of my life I'm in. I mean, I, right. I feel like if I end up with somebody who's unsure if they want to have kids or don't want to have them, I don't think I would be devastated at not having them. However, I don't think I'm as dead set on not having them as I thought I was when I was with my last couple of partners. Right. Um, so you make a, you make a really good point there. And um, 
I mean, literally everyone in my life, even people I've met in passing when I was at a job for six months, like I was always, I mean, the mom of the group, I'm called mother hen for a reason. Like I've always been that type and everybody always said you would make an amazing mother for a variety of different reasons. So, um, that always sticks in the back of my head. I always come back to that when I sit there and I look at children and I like sometimes scowl at them because I'm like, they're just so loud and sticky and they run around. Like, why is that appealing? And then I hear you guys talk about like, it's, uh, it's another, it's a version of yourself and the person that you love. Like you're making, that's, yeah, that's you're a making a reflection of the parenting. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm not a terrible person. I'm not a serial killer. So as long as I continue to screen out my men accordingly um we may not make one either so there's definitely there's definitely a chance that i'll come around and change my mind or end up talking about the same stuff you guys are talking about on a podcast 10 years from now but um i wanted to make sure it didn't come across the wrong way when i said that no it definitely didn't i just made me think of of that particular person you know my brother Mm -hmm. we had just recently because we just talked as early as this morning and you know he's just like so busy. Yeah. That's, that's, that. I'm, that's why I'm definitely never having kids. Like I, I could never. And I think it's important to like, kind of realize that, you know, you have to change your expectation of what life is when you have kids. Like there's no more, I shouldn't say there's no more because there are plenty of people who do it, but like your late nights at the club are over, right? Like you've got more important things to take care of at home. Like my 3am rendezvous with Xbox live are over. Mm-hmm. Um, and my Xbox turned into a Disney hub for like seven years, you know, um, until my kids got old enough to learn how to play video games. And then I, now I play with them. So it kind of circles back. Um, but you just got to change your level of, of thinking. Like you're not going to have a clean house. Don't buy expensive furniture because they're going to spill shit on it. Um, you're, it, if you have a dog or a cat or whatever, like you already know that, um, just don't go crazy buying crazy expensive things and don't expect that your house is going to ever be clean and that the dishes are ever going to get done on time mm-hmm. unless you're at Jared's house. <laughs> um, but um, because that's just unrealistic. And if you think you're going to live that life, like my house is in shambles right now. Also, I moved two months ago, but that's another thing. I moved two months ago, three months ago. You'd think my house would be in, in like, dude, I still have my kitchen table is like a storage been right now like there's shit everywhere um laundry doesn't get done on time and then when it does get done it gets done in bulk because like i finally have time to do laundry and then there's five loads of laundry that sit in the baskets for weeks and then we just live out of laundry baskets why I even do that fold it? now and i'm why? 28 and single with no kids so. yeah you know, then, then 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 there you go you don't have yeah. much to worry about not much right. is gonna already, change you've already prepped change. yourself exactly you know but just you just in case yeah you lose some of the luxuries right you lose the you're probably going to lose out on some, some friendships and some people are going to go by the wayside, but that's going to happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll circle back when they have kids and when, you know, you get back on the same playing field, but um, it's just how it is, uh, you know, but like, there's nothing wrong with not having kids and there's nothing wrong with being selfish. You want to having your time to yourself. I just find it obnoxious when people throw it in your face. Like, huh, you have kids. I'm never going to have kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't have kids. I'm never not going to not have kids, you know? Yeah. Like, fuck you. Right. <laughs> it doesn't have to be one extreme or the other. Yeah. Anyway. So love languages. Well, oh yeah, that's right. Isn't that why we're here to talk about love languages? I think so. Well, it's really more so you 
giving some of your input on a couple of the episodes that you missed out on when we recorded with that. Yeah, what was it? Two, three, past seven months. I don't know. I'm pretty much going to say, uh, well, I'm pretty sure the last time that we were on together, you were going on about how crazy it was that your son was a month old. And now your son is two months old. Two months old. So So it's been been a month. It's been a month. But to be fair, we record every two weeks. So it's, it's only been like two and a half episodes. But Jared, if it makes you feel better, you know, we could just say that I have been here since July. I mean, see, it's only see, I, I, I told Jared I, I wanted him to be the host of the show from now on. And now it went straight to his head. It no, happens. That's, what happens. that's why the headphones no. are only on one ear because they don't right. fit anymore because he's too cool to wear them on both. <laughs> no, actually, I was I was using my my daddy sense because I thought I heard the air conditioning on because somebody touched the fucking thermostat. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Is it possible that maybe the temperature just changed? Don't nope. touch the, firm, the thermostat. You don't touch except, the fucking wait, thermostat. Johnny says on, ex, unless, unless it's 10 o'clock at night and you're naked. You're naked. Yeah. And I mean, even more, you shouldn't be touching it. Or, or, or 10 in okay. the morning. My kids are at school, 10 in the morning, naked. Mm-hmm. Even then, you should, still shouldn't be touching the thermos. Johnny, night sex or day sex? Overnight oh God, sex. First thing in the morning. Middle of the night? What about middle, waking up? Middle of the night. Middle of the night. Taylor likes to get woken up. I, lo- I love being woken up. That, that's, yeah, that, that's kind of Taylor really likes kind of yeah. hot. Yeah, that, that's, that's hot. That's my preferred method. Yeah. But first thing in the morning when you wake up, because you're already fucking at attention and ready to go. Sorry for the visual, Taylor, but you know. that's fine. I got a lot of visuals last episode. Jared gave me no shortage of those. Yeah, morning. Man. That's for that reason. To man. clarify, there was no nudity. Oh, or... no. Yeah. no nudity, just strictly hand gestures. <laughs> Don't want to get you in trouble. I mean, I think Jared was saying it's the, the best part of waking up, right? Yeah, we didn't have was, to bring that I back was, around because then I said I had a phrase that I couldn't share because I was on your show and not my. Well, and when, when, now, when I heard you, you guys saying it, I think, jo- what, Johnny, what is it that you said? Best part Folgers, of waking up? Folgers in your cup. Oh, you just went Folgers? Okay. I did. I, he went I was the in traditional a, route. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it is the best part of waking up. See, now, 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 that, now that I see Taylor on my screen, it's like, wow, do I say this out loud? I try to manifest it. Like I will I, like I, intentionally, I I'll intentionally like go to sleep naked and like, you know, no, that's so that, not where I thought that was going. No, 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 no. I took it there. Um, no, with like the whole, like in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning, I'll just do those. I'll get set up to make it easy just to kind right. of like, hit, you so know that what I mean? way. Like, so that so way it's there. Yeah, it's visual. Yeah. yeah. You could see it. I mean, yeah, I thought, if you, I thought, oh, you want to go there. He wants to go there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was just saying it'd be easier. Right. And you know, there's no work involved. Just roll right. over and it's go there. Yeah. But you're right. It would just be there. It was I mean, vision. There. It's ready. It's like, oh, OK. It's that time. Oh, hey. No. Best part of cool. waking up is my dick in your mouth. Oh, um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Long, no, could, no, it could also be where mine went. It so could also be favorite. the best part of honesty. Yeah. Yes. But I didn't you mentioning like you did things um, to like make it you said manifest which you've used yeah. several times in this episode and i try not to beat that word to death but um to try to manifest it into happening i thought women i thought women were the only ones who did that like i didn't think men actually like i don't know came up with like a system like well if i do this or if this is here like maybe oh, yeah. it's just easier like i thought i thought women oh, no. were the only one who set up like easy access no there uh, that's learn I'm... something new every day no i mean commando 
in school was all about easy access. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, and, and then and a nap yes. on top of the blankets and it just kind of falls out the front of the shorts. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Yeah. Whoops. I have no one I, I was out, ever with so, did that. No. So. no. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm I'm really just this, this is so far off where I don't even know how know, we got here. I don't know it how we got here so either. Quick. It's that's how it happens on the smoking chase. It just yes. falls off and you have no idea where the fuck you are. And it's like and usually we we just go barreling off the rails. So it's so far into the woods that it's like that there's no bringing well, it back. Fuck it, just ride it out until it yeah. stops. So so um we, we've been pretty good at, at bringing it back though a few times tonight. Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. No, oh god. Do the whole little twerk move with that too. No, no, there's no. <laughs> you want to lean up against the the wall and just you know no kick that booty out there. No, there is Please absolutely zero no one reason that. that a guy should be twerking. Sorry. If I was no. in my twenties, I would have totally have the energy to get up and do that. No, no. <laughs> um. So. Johnny Bones, anything else, uh, any other, I don't want to say parting thoughts because I don't want to force you into a corner where you feel like you have to leave us for another two and a half months. <laughs> wow. That was two and a half. You're told you're, you're trying to get rid of me, bro. Next thing you, you know, it'll be. Oh. I said, hey, Jared, I'd like you. I'd like you to be the host um, of the show. Listen, why you got to insult my big now head? I was just trying I'm to very sensitive about my off. big head. Unbelievable, Jared. God. I made you, Jared. You wouldn't be you here find, if it wasn't. I'm just kidding. You find my one item of weakness that I'm uncomfortable about, and you have to make fun of my big head. Well, who told you to have a big head? I did. That and the FlexFit manufacturers. Um, no, next thing you know, it'll be, oh, Amanda and, and my son and I are going backpacking through Peru. We'll be gone for two and a half months. Fucking guy. That, well, that at least we know you can handle soon. it. Fuck yeah. Again, when you're a dad, those instincts just just happens. Hmm. Flip a switch. You feel changed, Johnny? Two months ago, two and a half months ago, you're freaking out about being a dad. Now it's like sure. you owning this shit or what? Like what's um, the, Johnny like now? Johnny now versus Johnny two and a half months ago. Like what's different? Yeah, I mean, I'm owning it. I'm still figuring it out. You, you don't figure it out right away. I mean, some people might. Some people might. I'm, no. I'm not. Uh, I don't think you ever really figure it out. You're always learning. You're always learning. But I think it's just harder for me because of the schedule. My my schedule is just so physically and mentally draining. I haven't. Yeah, I I agree with you, Johnny. You you can't. You never really figure it out. But I'll circle back. Wouldn't change it for the world. My soon to be, or I should say my someday to be father-in-law, because I don't know when I'm fucking get married. We're engaged, but I don't know when we'll get married. You need entertainment. Um, yeah, I might have the hookup. But he, just saying. Nah, you, you can't entertain the wedding that you're going to be at. So. No, but I could hook you up, bro. Uh, no, but if, I know you a couple arc, if you need an arc, I know a guy. Mm. So... um Anyways, we're talking that this was evening. so bad, Jared. It, yeah, yeah, that just, just, just right over, right over it. Yeah, I tried to. So fucking bad. Um, it was really bad. He's oh like God. he's like that grade school kid that's trying to tell you about his day at school, and you're you're just not listening. And then, <laughs> but then he just talks a little bit louder and a little bit louder. And it, but but do you know what? But do you know what happened? But do you do you want to know what happened? 
That's, yeah, it's that's, called your two kids. I, they do it all the time. I My, know yes. a guy for his arc. Get it? Noah's arc. Noah arc. Get it? I. Anyway, <laughs> see, once you explain it, it's not funny. My um, honestly, a little bit funny because people it, might get it now. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't funny the first time you said it. You needed John and I to help explain no, it. Now people no. are now laughing. No, but they're laughing at you. Not right. with, I'm, I'm or used they're to with, that. They're with us. They're, they're laughing with us. I'm used to it. It's fine. So anyway, they're not gonna bring me down. My someday to be father in law says to me tonight. We're we're just talking about like kids and parenthood and stuff. And he says, um, you know, it's, it's wild. He's like, no matter what you think like you do as a parent, um, someday your kids could grow up and they might not have seen it the way you saw it. Um, they might think it's complete, you know, they might think their childhood was complete shit or, or whatever. Like the, all you can do is your best, right? All you can do is the, the best you know how um, he's, he's the father of, of five, but two are from a previous marriage. Um, the the situation is actually really similar to like Emily and I, but you know, the two that came from the previous marriage, like he pretty much took them in and like raised them, you know, um, dad wasn't in the picture all the time. So they did all the family vacations, but he says to me, you know, you've got a lot of kids on, on one family vacation. It's five kids and they all saw it differently. They all experienced it differently and you can only put it out there the way you know how, how they take it, how they perceive it, what they thought their childhood was like, like at some point in time is on them. So I guess where I'm going with this is, you know, no matter what you do as a parent, um, as long as you feel like you're doing it to the best of your ability and you're doing it right, you know, your kid will decide at some point in time, whether it was right or not. Because they're going to believe whatever they want to believe, but um, you just gotta, you just gotta kind of, you know, trust your gut and do your thing. And that kind of goes into like bringing up kids in this crazy world. Now I thought about it. I'm fucking terrified for the world that my kids are going to grow up in. But at the same time, I also thought like, but I have really good kids. They have good good head on their shoulders. You know, I'm not sitting out sitting here saying they're going to go out there and change the world, but their world might. They're right. And their world might not be as bad as I think their world is going to be because that's my perception. Looking at it through a different set of eyes, Absolutely. different lens. Yeah. Just got to do the best that you can with what you got. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, Jared, this is where you bring well, it back and you close out the show, I think, or something. That, that's that's see, usually what a host So is. See, yeah, that's so. usually where the so, uh, special guest <clears throat> or guest appearance doesn't stomp on the host, you know, and lets the host handle it. There was just a long silence. I was just trying to help I you. He'll, he'll, he'll find it in post-op. You know, I post that in post-prog. something. Oh, so and, you, you guys and there now. was That was a really, that was a really big, 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 big breath that you took. Might have been two or three. Yeah. But he'll see it. He'll see, like, the waves going, and then the waves are going flat line. Stops. Mm. Flat so he'll just edit that. No, we don't edit on this show. No, we don't. Yeah, we I could find a way to no, sneak in shit, another Jared, dad joke in that gap. So, oh, well, too, and the fucking recording will be way off. No. It'll just be. Yeah. Like, no. Did you know about the time back? Bro? <laughs> never, never have I ever. Um, well, kitties, it was so point, loud in my ears. Yeah, kitties. <laughs> and when Johnny G starts oh. quoting South Park, that's usually about the time that we say, 
You can't say fuck. Can't say oh. fucking school. Can't say fucking school, you fucking fat ass. Well, why the fuck not? He's talking about fuck. You can't say fucking school, you fucking fat ass. I said that part already. Yeah. What? That was good, Jared. I thought I heard, heard an echo. Was that an echo? Mm. It was. It was an echo. Echo, echo, echo. So, Jared's trying so be... hard to close this out. Oh, it's <laughs> not letting go. Late. <laughs> I can't. How much longer can we get that go on? No. I, I probably so, got to work another 12 hours tomorrow. So can we can wrap this up, Jared? I'm trying. Yeah, let's, but can we, can we, the two, can we go the two can we bring it forward? at the bottom or just doing everything they can to just continue shoving the train off the rails, you fucks. Um, so if you want to hear more of these two obnoxious fuckers, um, you can hear the three of us and the rest of our Smoking Jays episodes, along with uh, Taylor's legitimate content, um, including <laughs> an episode with... I how legit with, it really is. <laughs> oh, no, it's pretty fucking legit. Um, so one of two things are going to happen with Taylor being a guest on this show. Either our ratings are going to go sky fucking high or her ratings are going to fucking go in the toilet. <laughs> really, I'm kind of banking on number one. I I'm hope really it's number one. On number one. And I am trying to limit the, I don't know, my kind of content. Obviously, you guys can roll with it pretty friggin' well, but that's not what we're here to do. So I'm, I'm trying to restrain myself. So hopefully they don't plummet. I'm not scaring anybody off. No, no, no. Uh, Next time has... we're, we're taking the restraints off and it's going to be no holds barred, balls to the wall, whatever happens, happens. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh my. <laughs> yes! 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 Oh gosh. Oh, we are so good. wrestling, guys. Um, I, I honestly, which, I knew that reference, so I'm proud of myself. Which, if you do enjoy wrestling... Um, you would you absolutely love. Oh, I'm sorry, Jared. You're closing out the fucking... show. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that what we're doing right now? We're closing out the show? Oh, my bad. Oh, somebody got muted. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you can do that? Yes, sure can. Because he's the host. <laughs> you yes. motherfucker. Wait. So I, I hate to pull this card, but you know who runs this? Who runs this network? Right. Uh huh. So just, just... if you enjoy wrestling, what? Johnny Bones was trying to let you know is that he's also a part of another show on the wonderfully lavish fourth wall pop network called new normal wrestling um, along with the good brother Wade and doc Haas DJ Matty G almost and DJ Matty G. I was close. I was close. 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 Um, I'm not a wrestling guy. So, Um, but however, doc Haas is with you on pop culture collective Mm -hmm. along with Matt. Sell, who was no, John no. Grill. Matt sells on Pop Sports Shorts. He was definitely on one. I swear maybe, to God he was on he one. Maybe we could start that, that we, again. We know our shit, guys. We, I promise. I know. We really do. It's just really reached that point. It's, listen, it's a work. bunch of people that talk through these little things That's on it. this network. We'll talk pop called culture the fourth, and lifestyle. Oh, wow, Big heck and weight adventures mm-hmm. who discuss anime, Marvel, DC, things of the like. Um, You've got Dusty Dave with Crossroads. Um, Another wrestling show. Jared's not into wrestling, though. But I'm just letting... There's plenty. There's a plethora of shows. something for everyone. Yes, and also we have the return of Getting Grilled. And he's going to be... That's hosted by John Grill introducing the network sessions. First ever network sessions with the debut episode starring... Our very own... Our Mother very head. own 
mother hand of the fourth wall pop network, Taylor, <laughs> host of and, Views from Up Here. And this yeah. is why I'm not attempting to take over as host of the Smoking Jays because just. I already gave you the mantle, bro. You got to run my, with it. Stomped on my flow. I was getting there. Playing so, nice, children. Um, by all means, listen through all of these fantastic shows. Follow each and every one of those respective shows, as well as the Fourth Wall Pop Network on Instagram, as well as the Smoke and Jays at Smoke and Jays Podcast, as well as Views from Up Here at Views, views from, from Up, up Here. Dot pod. Dot pod. Yes. yes. So proud of um, you. All of that stuff is accessible in the link tree, which will be available on this episode. Um, also, support us on anchor um your support will go a long way to continuing to create awesome content not really so much like today's shut up you're messing with but another but another great way to support the network and an awesome way to to rep your set as they say in the hood to purchase the awesome merch available on t public which that link is also available in the link tree. So represent your favorite show, support your favorite show. Um, and on behalf of the crazy train shit show that has been so far off the rails, it's just abysmal. I am just Jared. Johnny G, dad bod aficionado. Johnny Bones back from his backpacking trip riding alpacas. Taylor, thank you again for joining us on the train wreck. Always a um, pleasure. We'll see you in about six months. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you, you she's like, I'm recovered done with these from the trauma them. from dealing with us. Um, she's got a show to pick, build back up, and uh, we yeah. you know. <laughs> get her supporters back after we just wreck that. So until next time, Johnny Bones, go ahead, do it. Well, until next time. I'll see you when I'm looking.